Good morning and welcome to the NBA Daily Ding. Happy New Year. I'm Jared Weiss. I am joined by Law Murray, the Clippers writer for The Athletic. And Law, let's get right into here on The Daily Ding, where you can find that on The Athletic NBA show every weekday morning. The Sixers beating the Nets 110 to 102, and Joel Embiid was just unbelievable throughout this game. He was great to start. We were talking about 16 first quarter points, uh, 39 first quarter points for the Sixers overall. And that set the tone for the entire game. I thought the Nets actually did a nice job adjusting. Uh, they eventually started doubling Joel. And they had the Nets had some turnover issues in the first half. They cleaned that up in the second half. And then they succumbed to just the defensive glass. You look at the Sixers taking 19 more field goals. And Jared, I told you, I was like, the Nets are going to close it out. Yeah, like, it was a close fourth quarter and needed team to really separate. And then I just love how Joel, he had a stretch there for the last six possessions for the Sixers. He had a diamond maxi three in the corner. He screens for Curry. Curry comes off. He hits a three. And then Joel gets it in a post. They double. And there was a point in Joel's career earlier where double teams would flummox him. He would be a turnover machine. But nah, he just does the right play. It's a swing-swing, a mid-range shot from Maxi, <clears throat> And then he finishes it off with an offensive rebound, a pullback, second-chance scoring opportunity. And that's where the smack talk started with KD and LMA. I mean, that's what I love is, uh, I think it's Embiid is at the line at the end of the game. KD comes over to him saying something. They immediately get hit with double text because it's the modern NBA and it's ridiculous. And of course, we love seeing two guys that are great trash talkers who don't really fight. You know, they, they love trash talking, but they're not trying to fight. And the best thing of all this was after the game is over, Embiid is still John at the Nets guys and they're getting separated. He, he tries to go high five Aldridge, but he's kind of getting pushed around and we have this just incredible shot. I tweeted out the photo. If you guys haven't seen it, but just incredible shot from behind Kevin Durant, just over his shoulder. He's given two thumbs up in the air and you can see off in the distance. Joel Embiid is holding those two thumbs up in the air. They're just, they're showing love and mutual respect. You know, it's, it, it's all talk. It's no real animosity. It's just about having fun out there. Yeah, man, it's what real hoopers do. Uh, I don't, I don't really even talk uh, like that. I scout more than anything else. But Kevin, you mentioned after the game, it's just basketball and it's mutual respect. It's nothing bigger than that. Um, I know in a in a past uh, life, Joel would have already tweeted about this with some something uh, sketchy in the locations. He hasn't done that yet, so. Um, <laughs> It's great. Like they, these teams only play one more time in the regular season, and that'll be March 10th, subject to change, of course. <laughs> and then, obviously, these teams should have been in the Eastern Conference Finals against each other this past spring, summer. Uh, and it maybe I don't know about conference finals. The seating is looking kind of kind of funky for the Sixers, but uh, we could see. You know, obviously, everybody would be all up for a Philly Brooklyn playoff series for sure. I mean, we got Kyrie coming back now, which definitely adds another wrinkle to that. 
But yeah, a wrinkle where you only want to play like two games. <laughs> I mean, you know, two games is more than zero, right? But at least their point guard yeah, uh, yeah. situation isn't a problem. Because James Harden, he had a triple double. He was unbelievably active throughout the fourth quarter. Every single possession, he was involved with it. Yeah, and the thing with James is he's he just looks so much better after being in the health and safety protocols. I mean, maybe it was the fresh braids or something, man. Like this dude is just. I saw him Tuesday in L.A., and he's just really doing a great job of getting back to the free throw line. Everyone who, who who trolled him in the first month of the season because the roles changed, I mean, I don't know what you're going to say about it now because he's getting he's getting so many free throws. He actually missed four of the 18 free throws that he got, and those were critical misses in a game that was decided by eight points. But – James is a problem, and it's going to be fascinating to see. Uh, he could have had even more assists tonight if Patty Mills was on. Yeah, Patty was one for eight from deep. I mean, Brooklyn just had a horrible shooting night from downtown, seven for 27. I guess it's probably the one clear place where they lost because Tyrese Maxey was so good shooting the ball, especially playing out of the corners. He ended up with 25 points. The way that Tyrese fits this team uh, it's a real credit to uh, the structure that the Sixers do have. Obviously, uh, Ben being ben, ben not being there, it's a gaping hole. But the fact of the matter is Tyrese Maxey, who when he was drafted, all I could think of was how Jamal Murray ran circles around Doc Rivers Clippers in the 2020 bubble. I mean, Tyrese in year two as a one and done, he's really developed his game as a legitimate starting point guard and the shot is there. He takes care of the basketball. He fits well with Joel and it's going to be fascinating to see how that roster, if that roster changes at all over the next couple of months and how Tyrese can continue to expand his game. Well, Maxi had four dimes, zero turnovers, 25 points in 33 minutes. That's, that's pretty good. Fantastic. Yeah. Difference maker. Washington Wizards, they beat the Cavs 110 to 93. Bradley Beal, he's back from COVID protocol. He had 29 points on 13 for 23 shooting and 10 dimes. The 10 dimes is the thing that's really impressive for me. Uh, Bradley is the kind of player who everyone kind of looks at him as a as as an archetype of a shooter. And I mean, he can get shots up. He's not always the best at knocking them down from distance consistently. He had a, he had two threes tonight. But Bradley had to take on more of that playmaking role with Spencer Dinwiddie and health and safety protocols. And he did a fantastic job with that. So that's a pretty good development for a Washington team that, I mean, you know how it is. Guys get in health and safety and it's not just the new guys that got to come in the rosters or the guys who are already there that need to step up. But sometimes the star players, even they got to expand their games. And this was a really encouraging performance from, from Bradley Beal. And the Wizards had, they need someone else to be a scorer next to Bill. Obviously, he can't carry it all. That's where Kyle Kuzma came in. He had 25 points on 11 for 17 shooting, and he had 10 boards. He was just doing a great job getting to the rack. I feel bad for the Cavaliers because they just, they've, they've been so good this year. And to be good, you need good players, but you also need good culture uh, when there has been bad culture in place. And so it's tough to see Ricky Rubio go down with the same injury that he had 10 years ago. Um, and you see the reports, they're probably getting a new point guard. We're, we're finally getting trade season started, uh, but it's that's a really time. unfortunate way to get it. 
it's a really unfortunate way to get it started. I mean, it's crazy. This Cleveland team, they have three good point guards, and they're all out. They had Kevin Pangos in there, and then a big lineup with Isaac Okoro, Laurie Markin at the three, Evan Mobley at the four, Kevin Love at the five. And, yeah, none of those guys except for the two bigs out there. I mean, I'm not counting Markin as a big, but two bigs out there, at least they played well. Evan Mobley, he had 21 points, 10 for 20 shooting, and two blocks, which probably isn't a lot for him. But he had one play that stood out. He pulled off the full Dr. J up and under scoop over Kareem, where he is driving baseline, goes with the you know, goes with the right hand up, and then somehow brings it all the way back around to the other side of the rim. I mean, this guy is doing pretty much everything possible in his rookie season. Yeah, and the fact is, his ceiling, I think his ceiling is, a, is immense. Uh, another guy who... He knows what he's doing with the ball in his hands as far as making the right play, and he's only going to get better. And if he gets that range down, I mean, like I said, sky's the limit for him. Then Kevin Love is starting again. Uh, it feels weird thinking that's weird because Kevin Love is a star for so much of his career, but he started in this game. He had 24 points in 30 minutes, 11 boards. How do you think Kevin Love looks in the starting lineup again? Uh, I mean, it's just what they have to do for now. Uh, I think they try to get away with Dean Wade starting. And, I mean, Dean Wade, nope. credit to him uh, for, for being in the rotation. But, um, like, they they need someone in there uh, just for offense with so many guys out, with Jared Allen out. So I'm sure you're sure when Jared Allen gets back, uh, Jared's going to retain his role. Kevin Love's going to come off the bench, but I, they just don't have, they, they have so many guys out. Um, and I just feel like this was just a necessary thing that they needed to, to balance things out, both with playmaking as well as scoring. Last game of the night, the Bucks beat the Magic 136-118. to 118. By the way, I should say last game of the night. We had Warriors and Nuggets scheduled. That game got postponed, so... Uh, we only had seven o'clock games, but so the Bucks they beat the Magic, not the most shocking result of all time. Giannis was Giannis, thirty-three points, thirteen for twenty-two shooting, and twelve boards and five dimes, two steals, two blocks. You know the, the usual Giannis stat line. But let's show, show love to Drew Holiday. He had twenty-five points on eight for eleven shooting, three steals and two blocks, and it seemed like the real force in this game. Yeah, and uh, Drew is another one. He gets it going early. He was the one who I felt like he just set the tone, uh, knocking out shots early, being aggressive early. Obviously, Giannis eventually took the mantle. Chris Middleton did his thing. Uh, but when those three play together, Holiday, Middleton, Giannis, and Kumpo, the Bucks are 16-2 and two this season. And that's really all anyone needs to know about uh, the viability of this Bucks team to possibly repeat. I mean, they don't get covered like a defending champ, but this is a this is a powerful team, man. Uh, and you got to be doing something right when you got all those guys clicking like that in year two. I feel like everyone talks about the Bucks being underrated to the point that let's just assume the Bucks are not underrated at this point. Uh, but I mean, no, they're not underrated. They shouldn't be. They're the defending champs. Exactly. But let, let's show a little bit of love to the Magic just because they're not really going to get any otherwise. Uh, Gary Harris, who is only like 28 years old somehow, even though he's been in the league and has gone through the whole up and down of the NBA career arc, he's still around and he's still playing and he had 17 points. Franz Wagner had a really nice night. He had 20 points. You know, the Magic, 
they're, they're a completely depleted team. I mean, Tim Frazier and Freddie Gillespie were starting in this one, but the, they, they still have some guys that are exciting to watch. They do. And the, the thing that I'm looking for with the magic is when they're going to get these ACL patients out, uh, we're about to enter a new year. Uh, they haven't seen Jonathan Isaac. Um, it's been since the bubble, since he got hurt. But before that, I think he got hurt in early January of 2020. So it's coming up on two years since his original knee injury before he tore the ACL. Markel Fultz, he got hurt first week of January of 2020. It's coming up on a year for him. I know he's back in practice. So uh, it's going to be an interesting winter for them to see some of those guys get back. And Franz Wagner just had an efficient 38-point game uh, this week. That that team has some has some pieces. They've been decimated by health and safety as well as the injuries of those two that I mentioned as well as Jalen Suggs, who should be back in January. So uh, keep your eye on how those guys reintegrate themselves back into what the Magic think they're trying to do. Will the Magic ever be kind of competitive? Find out on the Daily Ding in the future. We'll be sure to have Law Murray back sometime soon. If you haven't read his work over at The Athletic, you can sign up at theathletic.com slash ding. You can find all of his Clippers coverage. You can find myself as an NBA coverage there. You can find all of our Athletic NBA show pods by searching those words on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, wherever you get your pods. So for Law, I'm Jared. We'll see you next time on The Ding. Take us out of here, Law. Ding, ding.